Thank you for joining us for After the Message. To learn more about Celebration Church here in Orlando, you can follow us on social media under the handle at CelebrationORL or visit our website at CelebrationORL.org. Hey, welcome to After the Message. And before we go any further, um, I need to apologize to our listeners because it's been a while since I've done uh, after the message podcast and I'm so sorry for those of you that tune into this uh, please forgive me we try to do at least uh, two or three a month and uh, I've been slacking and and I'm here to confess and and uh, repent of that so but uh, if you're new to the podcast this is celebration church located here in Orlando and this is our after the message section of the podcast where uh, pretty simply put, we talk about the previous Sunday sermon and just continue the conversation and uh, hope that it encourages you to do the same thing in your circles. Today, I have the pleasure of welcoming not only new to the podcast, but new to the Celebration Church staff, Mr. Hector Ramirez. How are you, sir? I'm great, man. Super excited. It's an honor to be here on this amazing podcast. Yes, sir. And here at this church, it's awesome, dude. You're you're taking over the uh, the next generation responsibilities. You know, see kids and youth and young adults and all that good stuff. And yeah, how you feeling? Uh, pumped, ready yeah. to go. Yeah. So you know, talking with y'all, I'm just a go getter. I'm ready to get in there and mm-hmm. see what God does. Most importantly, in families, mm-hmm. and I know that. Um, with families, man, kids and youth and young adults, all that is pivotal in a family. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm just honored to be here That's and, awesome. and get involved in it. Yeah, man. And if you, uh, I'm sure you're already made aware of Hector's dialect. You, Where are you from, yeah. bro? Because you are not from Orlando. Let the people know. <laughs> be proud. Oh, my gosh. Let okay. them know. So if it, those of you who have, haven't seen me, I'm Mexican, but, but I don't sound like it. But <laughs> I'm from uh, Alabama. Right so I was born in Brownsville, Texas, um, moved around Texas. Um, and then at the age of five, we left Dallas and came to good old Alabama. <laughs> and so I uh, grew up there most of my life. And then... God transitioned us to here. So I get it all the time. It's like, hey, where are you from? (laughs) And I'm like, and I like to make jokes. So I like to tell people, you know, I'm I'm red Mexican. You know, (laughs) I got that that redneck Mexican vibe going on. But nice, man. Yeah. How's uh, how's Orlando treating you so far? You guys enjoying? I know you you literally just got here and all that good stuff, but you've been down a couple times. And, yes. You know, how yes. are you guys feeling about the city and all that? It's amazing, man. Um, my wife and I joke. We we're like we were made for a big city. <laughs> she always told me that, but she loves the weather here. Mm-hmm. The people are amazing. Um, just seeing the 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 diversity here. Um, but also one thing that caught us by surprise is the traffic really isn't that bad. <laughs> like, we were we were expecting, like, because we've been to Jacksonville. Okay. I've been to Atlanta. I love Atlanta. Yeah. Like, I really do. Um, But I was like, everybody was telling us about the traffic, mm-hmm. and us driving around in it, it's really not that bad. And nice. we, we live in a good little neighborhood, so everything's like 15 minutes to 20 minutes away. Mm-hmm. So that might play in it, because we're not out further, but we'll see how it gets, but... Honestly, it's not that bad for us. So, man, really that's enjoying it. You know, that's great per- perspective for for us 
because we think it's terrible, but yeah. maybe, maybe it's not as bad <laughs> as we think it is, you know? Yeah. But, dude, yeah, man, we're we're pumped that you're here, and, um, you know, obviously uh, families are looking forward to, you know, having those ministries available to them and stuff. And, yes. Um, so, yeah, man, we're pumped about that. But I thought it was fitting to kind of bring you in, not, not just because of um, – you know, the, your recent onboarding, but, but also because of the topic, you know, that we're talking, we're talking about relationships and, you know, uh, you mentioned earlier how, you know, kids and, and young adults and youth and all that stuff, you know, pivotal for the family dynamic, yes. the relationship and all that. So I thought it'd be cool to talk to you about it today, yes. man. And you were actually in the building with us this past Sunday. Oh, it felt amazing. You've been watching on, first of all, what's the online experience been like for you? Just it's for an, from an outsider perspective. Yeah. So everybody listening, I just want to tell you that the online experience for me has been great. And we've been like, man, God can really move and touch you mm-hmm. sitting there in your living room, wherever on your, on your bed, watching, watching it live. But the dynamic of being there, present Mm -hmm. together with other people Mm -hmm. as some people say in real life yeah (laughs) is amazing like it 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 blew us away Mm -hmm. um the spirit was there god was touching people the engagement of everybody during the service you know people really diving in and seeking more of god Mm -hmm. was phenomenal so don't get me wrong the live is awesome yeah but being here in person is a just another level yeah and we obviously understand, you know, like yes. there are circumstances where if you're health compromised or mm-hmm. you're around people that are like, it's not a good idea, you know, yeah, to yeah, come yeah. out and, and be in public and all that stuff. But uh, if you have the opportunity to gather with us, we, we'd love to have you. Absolutely. You know? So, so, uh, so yeah, man, you, you were there this Sunday. You, you got to participate in worship and, and we're in our series called Pursue and, mm-hmm. and Pastor Keith's kind of explained how as a church we've had a little bit of of shift in perspective um and particularly in terms of of our mission statement uh, of god's family pursuing god's kingdom whereas before it was we exist to lead people to experience a god first life and and so one thing that he's that he said that's really helped even me kind of move forward in that and, and, and shift my my outlook on it is our pursuit determines our experience. Yes. And, and so it's it's been good to to kind of hear like experience can sometimes be viewed as like a passive thing, mm-hmm. whereas pursue, you know, it's active or yeah. actively want to pursue God. And man, something that he said that I kind of want to get your thoughts on uh initially jumping out the gate he says you don't have to work for it meaning god's gifts but you do have to position yourself to receive them yes a lot of times we get that confused man because it's like well what about grace and what about the goodness of god and stuff and so what's kind of been your your experience with that in your life as as far as like god blessing you and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and when have you seen uh, have you ever seen a pattern in, in those types of giftings or blessings from god yeah so like uh, specifically grace, I I believe that's the best example I can give personally for me that, um, you know, hard conversations mm. are, are just hard to mm. have in life. And then you have, you know, meeting with people and talking with them like relationships. And we're talking about relationship here. So that's that's going to be the main one I'm going to talk about. So like, you know, you never want to get to that point where you're you're like button heads and you don't mm. talk about it because eventually you're going to blow up, mm. you know. But for me, 
in those moments where I've been like really hurt or offended or, you know, really angry to the point where I looked at my wife and I'm like, I'm about to blow up on Mm -hmm. these people. Like, I don't know what's going to come out my mouth. That's when I have felt those, those gifts that I'm like, God, I can't, I can't do this. Mm So that's when I receive those gifts, those blessings come down. And that's when grace, I'm telling you, it's like a, it's like a weight comes that would come over me before meetings or before meeting people with coffee or wherever it is to talk about these issues that, that grace would come down. And it was like, at the end of it, we were crying, we were laughing, we were loving each other. Mm. And then I'd come home to my wife and I'm like, you will never believe this. And she's like, I know, cause we, cause we prayed about it. Mm. And that's when when you can't go any further that's when god takes over hmm. because we have to empty out of ourselves you know so that that way we're in a position to receive those gifts and i believe that when we get to that point where it's like okay i cannot do this so god here you are hmm. and i believe that positions you perfectly because for god to say okay here's where you need me the most mm-hmm. let me cover you in those areas where i need i need to cover you right now yeah that's really good man because i think a lot of times when we talk about grace or or, or we have discussions about it the, the thing and that comes to the modern christian's mind is just like forgiveness or you know not being punished for my sin yeah basically when in reality grace can be a multitude of things it yes. can be like you were saying the grace to have that conversation mm-hmm. the grace to move forward it's basically me emptying of myself and receiving god's grace yes. so kind of a- along the lines of what pastor keith was saying he's like um you don't have to work for it but you have to be in a position to receive it yes. and and that's what our pursuit is you know and um, so I think that's real a really good point that you brought out is like emptying yourself of those things yes. in order to have room for, for God's grace. Man, because self can get in the way. Yep. We know that our own selfish ambitions, our, our, our want for this and that. But it's like, man, forget that. Hmm. Folks, seek first the kingdom, right? right? Pastor Keith mentioned that. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Hmm. So seek first the kingdom. That's good, man. Um we talked about like relations, relationships determining our direction and, and, and our direction determining our destination. Ooh. You know how he wordsmiths all yes, this stuff. You, yes. know, you know how he Brilliant. goes. <laughs> but um, I think one of the things that he said after that was your intentions don't determine your destination. Your, your directions do. Mm. So I can have the intent. But unless I move forward and pursue it, you know what yes. I mean? Yes. Um, and, and I know for me in my life, there's there's definitely been a, a stark difference between me wanting to do something and me being intentional about doing it. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like your story with how you are coming here. Mm-hmm. You were telling me earlier, even today, like, man, two years ago, we really felt like God was asking us that we were going to be moving on and, and and doing something else and where we were in Alabama. Yeah. That was two years, bro. You know what yeah. I mean? And now you're intentionally doing it. Can you kind of talk about what that process was like for you guys? Not, you know, not necessarily just more so like your posture and your attitude towards yeah. it. Yeah. So God started speaking that to us, man, two years, like you were saying, two years ago. And it was like there was there was no church hurt or anything going on. We were just in a I, it was it was God himself. Mm. And I looked at my wife and I remember saying, you know what? Um, 
and when, before God spoke this to us, I, I prayed a dangerous prayer. I said, Lord, because I was hearing all these crazy cool testimonies of people doing this and doing that and mm-hmm. moving and then God providing all their needs for them. And I was like, I, I remember looking at my wife too then and I, I said, you know what? I want to I want to do something so ridiculous and crazy that it has to be God himself. <laughs> and you got to be you got to be careful praying those prayers because you go you better get ready yeah. because right after that it was like God was like get ready cuz I'm about to transition you. Hmm. And so I started trying to position myself. I was like, "Okay, I'm a like I I'm praying about this, but I have worry that tries to sneak into my life sometimes. Sure. It, c- it can be dangerous." Don't we all? And so I was worried. I was like, okay, man, this is the only thing I'm good at, Lord. I don't have a degree. Like, I'm not, you know, I don't have these things. And so God said, don't worry, I'm going to take care of you. But I was already planning out different ways, different avenues. Like I sent my resume out to four different places. Mm. I I even had a secular job opportunity come back up. Mm. So I was like, um, I'll, I'll just go back to doing that. And it was like, I was so worried and stressed out about it that I got to a place where I was like, you know what, Lord, um, you're going to lead us. You're going to lead my family and you're not going to you're not going to take us somewhere where you're not going to provide. Mm. And I felt like the Holy Spirit was speaking that to me. And you know how the Holy Spirit, when he when he speaks to you, it's more like a slap in your face. Like, hey, <laughs> get ready. Like, buckle up. Right. I got you. Right. So, I mean, I was like and that two year process was just like man, worry, faith, worry, faith. Mm. And then finally it got to the point where it's like, no, give it to me. Hector, I felt like the Holy Spirit said, give it to me and I'll take care of it. Mm. And he sure has, man. I mean, quick little little testimony was that we were blessed financially in one month. Like we moved earlier than expected. Hmm. We were supposed to be here at uh, the beginning of March. Wow, I didn't know that. So yeah, that was the expected date. Like, so that, cause there was no pressure on us. All the pressure was coming from me. Cause I'm like, I want to get down there. Like right. I really need to get down there, but we had no way to come down like financially none. Hmm. And then we were blessed in one month with all of our financial, uh, expenses covered wow. to make this move possible. And we moved earlier, like our house selling and all that is it's in contract right now as we're mm-hmm. recording this, but, um, God's going to take care of it. Yeah. And so it's just been a journey where, you know, it's like, hey, God was leading us here. Do you have the faith to to follow me? Hmm. And whether or not being, you know, having the intentionality to walk through, walk yeah. it out, you know? Yeah, for sure. That's awesome, man. One thing I think that Pastor Keith really even helped me understand and something I never thought about and something I want to continue to, like, process and meditate on was contextual relationships versus oh, man. covenantal relationships and, and that this can be hard for me i'm like i'm a loyalist you yeah. know what i mean yeah. so if you're in my life like i feel like i i i'm loyal to yes. you no matter what the situation right mm-hmm. but it was good it was good for me to hear that and, and begin to to understand that that there are some there are some things that are contextual they're just mm-hmm. They're circumstantial, you know yes. what I mean, and and we're we're in certain circles based off of our circumstance or our context. But then there's covenantal things. There's there's basically non-negotiable mm-hmm. relationships, like those are the ones, marriage, for instance, you know. Yeah. Um, so, 
So I think I think that was really good for him to touch on and, and maybe help a lot of people move forward. And yes. I don't know if you've thought about that before, yes. even in the past or recently. Or? Oh, my goodness. I was sitting there. Uh, Caitlin, my wife, she looked at me. She's like, man, there are so many people that need to hear this. Mm. And if there was one part of the message that I think anybody should listen to is that part. Because mm. we get so hung up on people that we're supposed like seasons change. Mm. And, you know, some people aren't meant to go with you in that next season. And Pastor Keith hit on this. So, you know, really understanding which ones are contextual and which ones are, you know, the covenantal. So for me, I was like mind blown with the revelation that God was giving me in that moment because I'm like, man, that relationship really is this way. And Mm -hmm. this relationship is more this. So and then he kind of talked about you know, your energy, you know, focusing your energy on, on those, um, those covenantal relationships, because we can get so hung up on those other relationships that can drag us down and deter us Mm -hmm. from the destiny God has for us. Mm -hmm. And we got to be okay with God to say, you know what? I know this season is ending and this might have to get over here. But I know you're going to bring others and more people. People can't be replaced. Mm. I, I like to tell people that, like, you can't be replaced. Sure. I can't be replaced. Sure. Like, that's not an arrogant thing to say. It's just like you're unique. Sure. You're a unique being. Yeah. So you can't be replaced. But God will bring other people to help you overcome certain situations and circumstances that we face. Mm-hmm. You know, so that right there was so good, man. And so, yeah, there's a tension there, too, that that I I'm still kind of wrestling with and processing and I don't I don't know if it, it's crossed your mind at all but just the tension of, uh, of doing good to your enemy you know when yeah. I, Jesus talks about loving your enemy pray for them oh, do good man. to them um, and, and and just w- watching Jesus interactions with people that maybe you wouldn't uh, think Jesus should interact with you know yeah. and and that's our same calling as well as you know, not to not to be influenced by those people, but but they're your mission basically. Yes. So there's kind of a tension there that that we we have to work through is like, okay, maybe this person isn't doing anything for me, but but how can I still how can I still help them and 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 be um, be Christ-like to them? Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. That's kind of a tension that that I'm still trying to wrestle and work through. Like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be. In, in close relationship with this person, but but what is my responsibility yes. to them? Does that make sense? Yes. No, that makes perfect sense. I tell people, like, for me, there's actually a statistic that says that if you are in church for seven years, um, you are likely to have no lost friends hmm. after that point. Wow. So for me, I've been in this thing. I, I was I rededicated my life when I was sixteen hmm. to God. Yeah. So I'm I'm 26 now. So I've been walking with Jesus for 10 years, and I've been in church that amount of time. So back at my prior church, I was looking around and I was like, the only people I'm reaching are the ones that I'm putting a service on for, hmm. or that I'm asking them to come to church. Hmm. But you know, Jesus sat at those tables Mm -hmm. and you know what tables I'm talking about. He's at the tables with, with tax collectors, drunkards, sinners, you know, prostitutes, like 
He was he was in it. Mm. So for me, I started thinking of that statistic. And I'm like, I gotta I gotta get out there and, and do something. But I know my, um, I, I the thing is though, as believers, we gotta be at a point where we're filled up and mature enough to know to walk into an environment and not let the environment affect us, but mm. that we affect the environment. Yeah. So we also gotta gotta understand, and I think that helps me with that tension. Mm. Is like when I walk in somewhere, I'm like. Man, I got Jesus. I got the Holy Ghost. You yeah. know, like you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm here. Like it doesn't matter. And we got to know that it's gonna be messy. Mm-hmm. Like it is gonna be messy. You're mm-hmm. gonna walk in places. People ain't gonna talk the way you want them to talk. Like people are gonna do some things that you don't want them to do. Mm-hmm. But still, God calls us to go into those places. Sure. And if we understand who we are, though, we know that He's got our back. Yeah. And so that kind of helps me with that tension to really just say, you know what, I'm here to pour in to show love and grace. Yeah, that's good. Love and grace. Yeah. And that's the thing that people understand. And joy. I like being a joyful person. <laughs> so I just like having fun. Yeah, man. Man, I like I goof off with anybody. I'll cut up and make jokes, you yeah. know, but you know, all in the context of like Paul. He says I'm a man to all men. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, building that relationship and letting people know like you don't have to be a weird Christian. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like love people and just be genuine about your love for God and it will shine through. Yeah, that's good, man. And uh, and actually now that I kind of read read down and, and rethink about the what he was saying too, he even mentioned, you know, we treat everyone equally, but everyone doesn't get equal access. Oh, yes, that's so good, man. And and I think that's that's attention too. That's, that's tough to manage, you know, mm-hmm. but it's definitely something we have to do. And I was kind of thinking through Jesus and, and, and yeah, he, he treated everyone, you know, with the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, kindness, you know, peace. Like he, he exhibited those things with, within his relationships, but there were 12 dudes that had yeah. even greater access. And then there was two or three who had even greater access, yep. you know, and even more intimacy with him. So, I think if we're able to to kind of model that, yeah, um, we should be in pretty good shape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always I, I always try to think of myself and put myself in those stories when I read the Bible. So like I'm like, man, how would how would this guy feel if he mm-hmm. wasn't picked, you know, for to be in the top three with Jesus when yeah. he, when he called? Uh, I believe it was it was Peter, um, John, and um, I'm going blank on the on the on the last one. He has to go pray with him. Uh, in the garden. Yes, in the garden. Uh, was it James? I believe so. Yes, James. Yeah. James. So he asked him. I wonder what the other guys thought. Like, <laughs> man, why didn't I get picked? You know. <laughs> but it's like even Jesus mm. only gave access, like mm. that super close, intimate access. Yeah. To three guys. Yeah. So we have to be that way too. But then also, I know Pastor Keith mentioned, um, don't put up those walls though. Like sometimes we have calluses based off. Um, I believe he said like our expectations of others sure. and like past harms that sure. have happened to us. We have those calluses. We put up those walls. Mm-hmm. You know, when you start building those real relationships with people, those walls slowly but surely will start coming down. Mm-hmm. You know, brick by brick, wall by wall, and they'll start coming down as you open up. Though, like we have to be willing to also mm-hmm. give that equal access as well. Yeah, I like what Craig Rochelle says. Uh, trust is given, mistrust is earned. Mm. So that kind of me reminded me of what Pastor Keith was talking about as well, that, you know, when I'm the type of person that when I meet you, I'm going to instantly trust you. 
Okay. But the minute that you do something wrong, you you've know, lost it. You, you've earned that mistrust. So yeah. then it's oh, not like saying. Yeah, yeah. it's not like I'm coming to you and accusing you. More, it's like, hey, when I when, when I met you, like I trusted you, mm. and you earned this mistrust. Mm. So like, if you came to my house and they, I left a twenty dollar bill on my on my on my desk, and you swiped it, I don't, you know. Obviously, next time I'm not gonna leave cash right there. <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, and then you're going, <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna be like, hey, you earned that mistrust, mm-hmm. and I might not even let you come in my house. Right? I'd be like, hey, man, I wouldn't blame you. And then you would say, well, why aren't you gonna let me in your house? And I'm be like, man, you swipe my twenty dollar bill, <laughs> yeah. like, which I won't do. Yeah. So I'm, you can invite me in your home. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, you were kind of talking about walls there for a second. Is there any time in your life where you realize like oh my gosh i've got walls built up or have you been pretty open or has there been any any moments where you have to tear those things down in order to let others in yes yes um i had i i grew up with my stepdad Mm -hmm. so i had this um wall up of men in my life Mm -hmm. So, like, I was very protective and reserved about men in my life. Mm. And I'll just go ahead and tell you the story. And if I get emotional, it's because of how much it means to me. Mm. So, long story short, I'm not going to get into my testimony or anything like that. Um, but uh, my wife's parents took me in after I ran away from home. It was like the third home. I had nowhere else to go. Her dad calls me. And me and Caitlin had been dating a year. And he called me on the phone. He said, Hector, I want to want to tell you something. He said, we want to take you in because I had nowhere to go. It was either go back to the home where I used to be at, where my parents were addicted to crack cocaine and all the abuse was going on, all that craziness. It was either go back to that or I was going to go on the streets somewhere, you know, or find or just be a bum and just go to people's stay at different places, you know, for my uh, sophomore, junior and senior year of high school. And he called me up. He said, oh, we want to take you in, but I want you to know something. You're going to be a son first and a boyfriend second. So I was like, man, I've heard people take people in and then, but they still get treated a, a different way. Man, when I got into that home, they treated me like an absolute son, mm. like with love and they covered me. And then here's what I wanted to get at when I put those walls up. Um, I, I had this terrible anger issue. Mm. So because of my environment that I was sure. growing up in. And so I would always, I had stomach ulcers because of anger and wow. stress. Like I had three or four of them bad ulcers at 13 years old so had them all you know growing up until I was 16 until the love of Jesus came into my life and so it was at this point that I was still trying you know I was I was a Christian but I'm still working on my issues you know well um, I was living with them I was playing basketball and we were off three hours away at a tournament and uh, we were playing for this coach and I remember three hours away I had the smart idea that I, I had enough I'm quitting I quit the team, and uh, my my wife's brother, younger brother, played basketball with me. So of course he called dad up. I call I call my father in law dad yeah. because he's that close to me. Uh, he called dad and he's like, "Hey, dad, uh, Hector quit." So we finished the tournament two days later. We get home. Um, uh, Mom and dad pull me into the room by myself. They're like, "Son, tell us what happened." I told him I'm fed up with it. 
Um, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I quit. They're like, well, get if you want to quit this, then you're going to every every day when you come home, you're going to go straight to that room. Don't even look at Caitlin. You're going to do chores. You're going to get a job. Like they were hardcore about it, man. <laughs> like when you start something, you finish it. Yeah. It's that excellence factor. Yeah. And so, um, so long story short, I pouted for three or four days, man. Three or four days, I, I sold up. I soaked up in, around the house. I wouldn't speak to anybody. And man, my goodness, I remember this day like it was yesterday. This is when I was 16. Um, we were sitting in the living room. Caitlin's dad was in the the you know the iconic dad chair <laughs> with the with the pull out handle oh, yeah. latch. You know Lazy what I'm talking boy, about, bro. Yes. So we were sitting there. We were watching a football game. They were trying to talk to me. I went cold shoulder. He's in the chair. Mom's in the other couch. Brother's in the other couch. Caitlin's on the other couch. And um, I didn't respond to something they said. The lazy boy handle goes up. The chair goes in, man. And dad pops up. He said, let me tell you something. He said, we took you in. And I mean, he laid into me, man. And I was already planning. You see, I ran away from all my problems. Mm -hmm. And I believe this, this will speak to someone as well. Running will only get you so far. Mm. And so I was already planning to run away to my best friend's house. And this is where the Holy Spirit spoke to her dad. Because when I was already planning that, that lazy boy came up and he got into me. He was laying into me. He said, and don't you even dare think about running away from this house. Because you are my, you, we have taken you in. And we said, you are our son. And we love you. And man, when he said that. And then he said this, if you do run, he said, I will personally call the police and they will escort me to the place where you're at. And they will watch me drag you out that house. (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, they took legal guardianship of me and everything Wow. because they couldn't adopt me because if they had adopted me, I wouldn't have been able to marry. Caitlin, I know we're from Bama, but we don't (laughs) roll like that. Okay. Okay. Let me make that clear. Let's get that clear. I got you. So um, uh, when he said that, I just burst down into tears hmm. and I'm just getting emotional thinking about it because nobody in my life not not a not a guy like that hmm. a father figure a man looked me in my eyes and told me that they love me and that they cared that much about me hmm. and so when he said that that wall come down hmm. it came down yeah and uh we have a great relationship hmm. but I th- that moment that was one specific one yeah that really just spoke to me yeah man and and it goes to, and I'm sure he probably had a sense of your story and, and, and what what you were going through and all that stuff and probably why he was so adamant about telling you that. Like, yeah. almost, hey, dude, listen, I love you, man. Like, I want your best interests in mind. You yeah. know? And I think it's it's a reminder for us, though, that, that we don't know everyone's story. Yeah. And we don't know what everybody's coming from. Mm-hmm. And, and so to to respond in love like that and and to 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 really let somebody know even even if we're unsure of what they're going through can have such a huge impact and it obviously had a had an impact on your life it changed my life man yeah i mean it changed the direction of where i was going Mm -hmm. because had i just instantly bounced and said you know what i'm done with y'all y'all gonna treat me like that yeah which they weren't treating me bad or anything it was just me right in the walls i'd put up Mm. so had i ran away where would i be at yeah i can guarantee i wouldn't be here yeah. Because I would have been doing other things. And man, I, I owe so much to that family. Like yeah. they are precious to me. 
Like, that's why I believe in family, like wholeness in the family. Mm -hmm. Because once you once you reach the entire family, it's like God can start doing some things. Yeah. Some amazing things. That's an interesting point that you brought up is it, it wasn't anything about them. It was all me. But you were still you were still projecting that on them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You were still projecting like, man, I don't want to be here because of them. When yes. in reality, everything was in 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 you and. Man, sometimes we do that with God, right? Like, God, yes. why are you doing this? Like, why are you allowing this to happen to me? Or, or why, why, why are you, you know, treating me like yes. this, for lack of a better term? When in reality, it's probably us. Yeah, it's probably the posture of our hearts. Yeah. One thing I personally can't stand Nate, is when people say the devil made my alarm clock go off. I'm like, no, come <laughs> on, let's not blame everything on the devil because yeah. there are some things that we got to take responsibility of. Yep. Like me personally, I'm, I'm, I, I need to work on my time issue as well. Mm. But I'm not gonna blame that on the enemy. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna say, oh, the devil turned my alarm up like. I, I get it. Some supernatural mm -hmm. things might occur, but most of the time it's us. Mm -hmm. And then we got to be careful to just call it like it is. Mm -hmm. You know, if we're lacking in an area, we have to be uh, spiritually mature enough to say, you know what, God, I'm lacking in this area. Help me. Mm. That's good, man. The uh, kind of, you know, four four points that that Pastor Keith, you know, gave us to, to think about when when we're when we're talking about relationships is, is being intentional, being encouraging, um, being gracious, you know, yeah. and he said, you know, we want grace to flow to us, but um, sometimes we don't let it flow through us, Woo. you know, and, and that's that's so truth. A lot of times whenever I mess up or I need help or whatever, like I want that grace. But when it comes to other people, sometimes I'm not so willing yes. to extend it. You know? Yes. And then finally, you know, being loyal. Um and uh, he he actually gave us a, a few other things was, man, being being curious, but not critical. Yes. And that's that's really that's something I've really had to be intentional about in my life is because I can be I can be cynical at times and, and, and critical of, of decisions or other people's uh, actions or whatnot. But yeah, instead, let, let's take that criticalness and let's just be curious. Let, mm -hmm. Let's ask the question, you know, like like let's not assume yeah before before we get to know he said you know ask don't assume which which yep. i think was great advice yes yes um and then he said connect before you correct yeah oh man like i think that's why a lot of people are turned turned away from church mm. because they hear people all the time trying to correct them on how they live mm. When you have when you have no relationship with them you don't know their story yeah exactly it all goes back to that you know, it, it, we have to connect before we correct. Mm. We we should never speak into somebody's life unless we have a relationship with them. Like those hard, deep things that we need to talk about. Yeah. Those should be in the context of a relationship where you trust each other. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's good, man. Um, the last thing that, that he kind of mentioned that really stuck out to me and something that I've actually been thinking about for, for a while now is the difficulty and in, in the tension of shouldering burdens but not carrying offenses oh yes so often those can get blurred you know and that can mm -hmm. get muddy is as i can i can be like i can want to be shouldering a burden but i'm actually carrying an offense yeah you know and it's it's actually hurting me more yes. and like he said you know that person's already moved forward with it but yep. you're still holding on to it you know what i mean so yeah. that that was just super helpful for me 
Um, is there, is there anything else, you know, from Sunday that, or that kind of stuck out to you or any other notes that you kind of jotted down that, that you thought were, were beneficial for you, man? Um, I want to say it just made me really dive deep. I mm. actually made a list yeah. of relationships that are powerful and meaningful to me. Okay. And so I actually made a list of people Wow. that I was like, okay, these are the covenantal relationships I need to be intentional about. Yeah. Um, and the, I kind of was going to start on another list, but I was like, no, let's not, let's not, <laughs> let's, let's not, not write that. that. Yeah. yeah. Let's you. just focus on the covenantal yeah. ones and focus our energy there. Yeah. And I like what Pastor Keith says. He says, don't completely cut them off. Just reserve your energy hmm. because I've always, even me, I was, I, I'll repent of it, but like I would tell people like if they're harming you or if they're, if they're pulling you away from God, you need to cut them off. Mm-hmm. That's not really the heart of Jesus though. Hmm. Jesus never really cut anybody off. He met them where they were at and he would give them grace and truth Mm -hmm. and he would love on them and that would change them. So I think, but he reserved his energy Mm. for some of those people. Something as simple as go and sin no more. Mm -hmm. That does not require a lot of energy. But when you're the son of God, you can do things like that, you know? So it's like, hey, you know, don't cut people off. Mm -hmm. Like my family my blood family, like even though we've been through all that that we've been through, I never once cut them off. Mm-hmm. I never once said, I'm done with you. Mm-hmm. I always prayed for them. Mm-hmm. And guess what? My parents um, have, have just recovered. My, my, my mom and my stepdad, they are recovering, wow. you know, and so they're, they're on a brighter, brighter track now. Yeah. And I firmly be- believe it's because I never once stopped going over there to see them, even though I didn't agree with what was going on in the home, even though I have my two young daughters and my wife, who some of those circumstances, situations could have been dangerous mm. um, where we were going to see them and hang out with them. But I never did that. Wow. And so it was all because the heart of Jesus. And I would tell my wife and be like, hey, thank you so much for going over there, because, you know, I want my daughters, I want my children to look at mommy and daddy and say, mom and daddy were never afraid to to invite people over to their table mm-hmm. or never afraid to talk to those people who other people would never look at. Wow. That's what I want to be known at. Yeah. But that takes, it takes trust. It takes a relationship. It takes you willing to get messy yeah. and go through with it yeah. and, and let God shine. Yeah. You know, that's good, man. Uh, I think, but before we kind of wrap up on one disclaimer that, that Pastor Keith gave, and and I think it it, it bears worth repeating is you know, abuse, yes. you know, and, and and we are not we are not made to have be in abusive yep. scenarios situations. Right. So, um, we actually had a moment where we prayed for people who have experienced that, and and, and we're not just going to pray for you, but we're also going to extend a hand. So if you're out there and you're experiencing that, get in touch with us, you know, let us know. And and, and hopefully we can, you know, point you in in a direction that will help you recover and, and and get out of a situation like that. And because we're the church and and we're called, we're called to help you. So uh, if that's you and you're listening to this and you have nowhere else to turn, like, this is a place you can turn. Absolutely. So. And I would say don't be afraid to do that. Hmm. Don't be afraid to reach out. Because um, with me in in my home, and like I said, my parents, we're, we're good now. 
but in that in those years growing up mm. there was physical abuse there mm. was emotional abuse there was mental abuse mm. had i stayed in that situation because i chose to run away mm. had i stayed there i would i can guarantee i would be dead on the streets or i'd be in prison because mm. that's where i was headed mm. so we're not meant to be in abusive situations but it takes courage and look you're not gonna whoever's listening that 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 we're reaching right now you're not going to lose anything if anything you're going to gain so much more Mm. so that i don't know if that means anything to anybody Mm. i just feel like i needed to share that like don't be afraid to let go dude that that just that just struck me because you sharing that you've had similar experiences and then right before that you sharing that you never cut them off Mm mm-hmm you ran out of that situation, right? Kind of yeah. like how Pastor Keith was talking about David ran out of Saul's presence because he didn't want to get his block chopped off. Yep. You know, like yeah. He yeah. wasn't trying to get killed. However, you you still kept some sort of openness, even if it was in, just in your heart, you know, to, to your parents, and now they're on a road to recovery. Yeah. I remember one time, man, that um, I hadn't spoken to them after I ran away for about six six months Mm. and my heart was really hurting and so I was praying about it after I got my life right with Jesus and uh I did a sneaky Easter bunny thing Easter was coming up and uh I loaded up a big old bag with the help of Caitlin and uh we put Bibles in it and we put candy in it and uh I dropped it off at their at their door Mm. and I was too ashamed to even walk up to the door mm. and speak to them. And we dropped it off and my siblings told me they were so grateful for it and that they were they were reading some of them and, you know, praying and mm. it just don't cut family off. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah. It can be hard and it can be tough, but you got to love them. Yeah, for sure. I love them like God. Man, thanks so much for for coming on and and talking to us. And man, we're we're excited that you're here. Thanks for being authentic and opening up. And I'm sure that there's people listening to this that you're helping move forward in, in some small way, whatever that may be, man. So really appreciate you you taking some time to do this. Yeah, thank you, man. It was an honor to be here. Awesome. Can't wait to see what God does. Yes, sir. Thank you for joining us for After the Message. To learn more about Celebration Church here in Orlando, you can follow us on social media under the handle at CelebrationORL or visit our website at celebrationorl.org.